We are one day away from game one of the Western Conference Finals. And the man that you know, anytime you have the TV on watching the Golden State Warriors, is joining us on Locked On Warriors today, Bob Fitzgerald. He's the voice of the Golden State Warriors for any form of televised production. You've been watching him for decades. I used to work with a man. I love him. We're going to break it all down. Warriors, Mavericks, Locked On Warriors, next. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. And today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Check out pricepicks.com and use the promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I mentioned him already once. He's the voice of the Golden State Warriors. He's the play by play broadcaster for every local broadcast in the San Francisco Bay Area on NBC Sports Barry, more specifically. Bob Fitzgerald. Bob, how are you doing, sir? People have missed through these playoffs. What are you up to? Uh, just going to practice, going to games, being a fan, and uh, hopefully in a couple more wins, you know, preparing a parade speech. That'd be kind of fun. I am optimistic that it's going to happen. Would you agree with me first and foremost? Because I, I, the longer I do this show, the more I realize there's just not a lot of people that really know what they're talking about, at least when it comes to the Warriors. You, I 100% respect and know, full well know this team better than most, if not everyone. Am I crazy in saying that the Warriors just passed their toughest test of the postseason? And as long as health uh, abides, that this should be a fourth world title in eight years. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I don't know if I would go that far. I think Boston is an incredibly difficult matchup. And I think Dallas, depending on how crazy Doncic goes, mm -hmm. will be a difficult matchup. But clearly getting by Memphis, you know, and losing GP2 and then having Otto Porter go down and having Iguodala out, they're, you know, they're they're stretching their depth, their strength in mm -hmm. numbers. But, you know, I think the four teams remaining, any of them could win a championship. But I would like to see Boston Warriors because, to me, that probably would be the two best teams and would make an incredibly compelling finals. Oh, it would be absolutely compelling. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Uh, what have you been, what, like, as a spectator, which seems like a very unusual position for you to be in, how are you watching the games? I, I, you mentioned you go sometimes, that you're at practice. Are you at the games? Are you cheering, standing up, like clapping? Are you at home? What is a typical game for Bob Fitzgerald? No, I mean, I go to the games, but usually it's to see different players and coaches and, you know, people in our front office and things like that. I'm not a... Uh, no, I mean, I'm not standing and cheering and screaming necessarily. I, I view the game a little bit differently than than a casual fan. I'm looking at matchups. I'm looking at how certain guys play because I know I'm going to be chatting with them, you know, in the next couple of days and get a lot of, what'd you think about this? What'd you think about that? So uh, I want to have an idea. I think that, you know, the Stephen Adams, Jaron Jackson tandem presented some issues for the Warriors. And, mm -hmm. you know, it was Draymond Green's adjustment in game six that really changed things around. And so... As series go on, different things happen and different players have to, you know, really make an adjustment. And you look at one of the really great, exciting things for the Warriors now is how Andrew Wiggins and Klay Thompson have been rebounding, you know, and that's been critical because if mm -hmm. you would have said that the Warriors were going to out-rebound Memphis, you know, five of the six games or whatever, that would have been unthinkable 
based on what we saw in the regular season. So mm-hmm. you see more guys rebounding. You saw, you know, multiple games. Steph did such a great job defensively on Desmond Bain and other guys that, you know, I just love to watch great players realize what's needed at a certain moment and then have them rise to the occasion and answer the bell. It's It's been a wild ride, no question about it. Um, you know, and now they're in the Western Conference Finals again. This this tandem, uh, especially the trio of Steph, Dre, and Clay, since 2014, they've never lost uh, in the since the 2014-15 season in the Western Conference playoffs. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks are the next opponent. I think they surprised a lot of people by beating the Phoenix Suns. I have been saying since December that the Phoenix Suns are overrated. I actually did not view them as a legitimate threat to the Warriors. Uh, call that arrogant, call it whatever you want. It's just my observation skills uh, just showed me that the, the regular season was an overrated aspect for the Phoenix Suns and for the Golden State Warriors as well. Uh, but they're playing the Dallas Mavericks. How are the Warriors going to face them, especially Luka? Like, like, I feel like Draymond Green could handle Luka, but I don't see that being a 48-minute a type matchup. I could see it being near the end of the game. But how are they going to uh, uh, address the Luka situation defensively? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, if you really look at it, you know, Jokic got his every game and yeah. John Morant got his every game and Luca's going to get his every game. You know, he's going to be around 30 points a game. The difference is how much does Luca unlock Spencer Dinwiddie and Jalen Brunson and Maxi mm-hmm. Kleba and Dorian Finney-Smith and Reggie Bullock. Those guys don't really create for themselves other than Brunson and Dinwiddie can do some things, but their other ancillary shooters are unlocked by Doncic and all the attention you have to send his way. So I think Luca's going to get his. It's how difficult you make that. And then also, if you're putting so much emphasis on Doncic, are you having their other complementary pieces have big games? You know, game seven for Phoenix and Dallas ended up with Luca getting his 35, but it was a Dinwiddie 30-point game and a Brunson 25-point game. Correct. That proved to be the problem. You can't have three of those guys at 70 points a game. You just, you can't do that. So, you know, I think the whole, you know, who's going to stop it? Nobody's going to stop it. I mean, right. it, it's not going to be stopped. It's just how many other people does he bring along for the ride? And, and so, you know, Kerr as well as anybody. Like, how, how do you think and he's going to employ that defense? Do you think it'll be a pro, an approach where they're going to let Luca get his and prevent the others? as Shaq calls them, the role players from uh, from getting theirs. I mean, you mentioned the Dinwiddie 30 points, which was an anomaly. He really had not been having a great series until that game. Uh, you mentioned Jalen Brunson has really stepped up this postseason. Uh, do you think there's – I mean, you're right. No one's going to stop Luka. So do you think it's going to be a, a, a man-on-man matchup with him trying to prevent the others from getting their points? How do you think Kerr is going to approach that? No, I think you're going to see multiple guys on him, and you're also going to see putting Doncic in quadrants on the floor – where he's not quite as efficient. You know, if he gets middle penetration, everything breaks down. And now Dwight Powell's finishing lobs and Cleveland's shooting open threes and Finney Smith's in the corner shooting open threes. Mm-hmm. You know, that, you can't have that. So if you're trying to keep him middle, can you flatten him to one of the sidelines? Do you, Are you aware of his step-back jumper? You know, Doncic very quietly is not a 45% three-point shooter. Now, he'll make key threes, there's no yeah. doubt. And he loves that left-wing step-back three. And it bothers you when you see 35 34% from the, the three-point line and he hits five in a row. Like he just, but, but he's that good to mm-hmm. rise to the occasion and do that. So 
I think it's a matter of where can you put him to be less efficient. And I was looking at points versus shots attempted. If he gets 30 points but had to take 30 shots to do it, I can live with that. If mm-hmm. he gets 30 points and took 18 shots and then had 10 free throws and everything else, that's when it becomes a big problem. Uh, no, I wholeheartedly agree with you, Bob. All right, going to pay some bills here real quick. NBA fans, are you looking for a daily fantasy option for the NBA? If you are, you need to try the award-winning app, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love it. We know you will, too. And it's super easy to play. You just pick two to five players and an over-under, example being how many points you think Stephen Curry is going to score uh, in an individual game. It might be an over-under of 25, for example. And you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. And one of my really favorite aspects of Price Picks is they're safe and fast withdrawals, meaning you're not going through a pain in the you-know-what to get your money out when you're done playing. It's fast and it's easy. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. And for a limited time, Price Picks has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. Users get $50 for free if a player in your first Price Picks entry scores just a single point. But you must use the code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to Locked On fans. Sign up today and use the code NBA for $50 free if a player in your first price picks entry scores just a single point. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bars. The birthday cake puffs are here. My mom actually ordered those for me for my birthday, birthday uh, which has happened recently, and they're actually yummy. They honestly taste like dipping your finger into that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting. And then opening your eyes and realizing that it was just 150 calories with 16 grams of protein. That is what the birthday cake puffs from Built are all about. And that's actually worse than all the rest of them. Because if you go with the other flavors, you're going to get even more protein on average 17 grams and even less calories. 130. Built is amazing. They're all covered in 100% real chocolate. So they're yummy. And again, they only on average have 4 grams of sugar per bar. Compare that with 30 for your typical candy bar. Yet again, you have these amazing flavors. I love cookies and cream. Go to their website, built.com. You could pick the flavor you want. You could try a sample pack to see which one you like the most. And given the fact, again, that they make you feel full, they crave that appetite that oftentimes leads to excess consumption. With the 17 grams of protein, you feel you feel packed. You feel full. You feel good. You feel ready. And it's only four grams of sugar. Go for it. Built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, the promo code is LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Make sure to go check out Locked On NBA Big Board. Host Raphael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and author of the NBA Big Board newsletter is joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin, giving fans an in-depth look into the NBA draft, mock draft, player rankings, and, of course, the Big Board is free and available wherever you get podcasts. Bob Fitzgerald is not free and available on social media, but he's joining me here on Locked On Warriors. Bob, I'm sure people would love if you were on social media. Uh, Is that an intentional thing? Is that just a shrug of a shoulders thing? Uh, Why do you uh, avoid social media? And I I respect it, but I'm curious to know the the why of it. 
uh, I'll be the last person that they ever dig up that was never on Twitter, never on Instagram, never on Facebook, never on TikTok. I, I have no interest in any of it. You know, to me, I did 28 years of a talk show. I've done 29 years, you know, doing TV. I've done five Olympics. I've done 20 years of the NFL. Did 20 right. years of arena football. Wrote a newspaper column. I, I'm sick of me. I don't need more of me. <laughs> Nobody else does either. So no, that's not true. That's <laughs> just, no, that I'm is not true. That. <laughs> no, you are missed on the especially. I miss your opinions. I mean, you talk about the talk radio side. Like I said, we worked together at KNBR. And you had a fantastic show. I, you know, I'll leave that station for another day because I don't know what they're doing there. But we are missed. You are sorely missed. I want to share a story with you real quick, if you don't mind me. I've never shared this story before, at least not to you. When I was a kid, I called into sports radio, sports talk radio, three different times. And you were involved in two of those three calls. One of them was to Scott Farrell. I can't remember if he came on after you or before you when you were the nighttime show. Was that after? Yeah, he was after me. Okay, so yeah. And then I think you got promoted to the king and the kid. Am yeah, I? Do I have my memory right? Yeah. Okay, so I called them to, for, to you once. This was back, I think, in 2013 or 14 when Tim Hardaway went down with the ACL injury. And and, uh, and I called them. And I was like, I think Avery Bradley's – or not Avery Bradley. Avery Johnson's going to do great. Uh, and I was just a little, you know, a little, you know, just a kid, just a nerd. Uh, then I called once when you're doing the, the King and the Kid. And just to make Pete Franklin flush, and I got flushed. <laughs> and I was proud of myself. And then Scott Farrell was the third time. Would tell everyone about your background. Like, like, how did you get to where you are? Because again, I mean, you're you're in a position of envy. I mean, you're the the voice, the face of the Golden State Warriors on TV broadcast. Um, you know, people love you. I certainly do. And they there's just a soothing, calming presence when they hear your voice on the TV. It's like people welcome you in their homes. Tell us your whole story. Like, how did you get to become such you know a, a successful broadcaster? Well, but my dad was the electrician at Comiskey Park for the White Sox when I was wow. a little kid. And going to the ballpark with him, you got to be on the field and be around the players and things like that. And there were two old guys that were on the field a lot. And as a kid, I'm, I'm you know, who are those guys? Oh, those guys are the broadcasters. And then I saw them up in the, the broadcast booth and they were eating hot dogs and drinking old style. And it was Harry Carey and Jimmy Pearsall. Oh, and, and I said, wow, these guys get to go to the game for free <laughs> and they eat hot dogs and drink beer. And now my dad said, no, that's their job. They talk about the game. I said, now, wait a minute. You can talk about the game and that's a job. I, I want that job. Like that seems like a fun job. So yeah. when my family relocated to California for my dad's construction company, uh, that was 1975. And that's mm -hmm. when the Bulls played the Warriors in the Western Finals. Oh. And actually, May 14th, 1975 was my ninth birthday, and that was game seven, and the Warriors won. Oh. And when we moved out here, I listened to this guy named Bill King. Yes. And I and the, the show after at night was Sports Phone 68 with Hank Greenwald. And on my ninth birthday, I said, Man, I want to be the Warrior announcer and I want to have a talk show on KNBR. That'd be the greatest jobs ever. And that's what ended up happening in my life. I fortunate enough to go to Notre Dame and do basketball and football play-by-play. -play. And then I uh, got my master's at Ohio State and did CBA basketball play-by-play -play and then came out to the Bay Area for a job with a company called Bay Area Hockey 91, which became the San Jose <laughs> Sharks. And I was one of their first employees and we named the team and, uh, you know, tickets and sponsorships and everything as the franchise grew and got to do some, my first television work in the Bay Area was the the pregame and between periods television for the Sharks. And then 
Um, that kind of, you know, led to some stuff at KNBR. And I was started with them in November of 1991 and was with KNBR for 28 years till I decided to hang them up. <laughs> and so, <laughs> um, you know, I've just been very fortunate because I've, I've, had the jobs I wanted to have and I've mm-hmm. been able to, to leave jobs when I wanted to leave them and I never really had to go in and work in a different market. And then, you know, KMBR led to arena football and the NFL and the Warriors. And then that led to national stuff like the Olympics and the TNT playoffs and, you know, other things of that nature. So I've been incredibly lucky and it seems the more work you get, the more work you get offered. I've had to turn down some things that have broken my heart, you know, like Notre Dame football and a few other things that would have been great opportunities. But uh, all in all, I've been very, very happy, very successful and and consider myself incredibly fortunate. You got offered to be the play by play voice for Notre Dame football. I Yes, I did. Oh, yeah. But wow. that's uh, but football season, the same thing with the NFL, too. I've had some NFL inquiries over the years and mm-hmm. is that the Warriors are far and away my number one situation and so uh anything football wise the schedules overlap and you can't be in two places at one time right and i don't really you know i would have missed if you think you know you can't miss clay's 37 point quarter mm-hmm. you can't miss clay's 14 you know threes you can't miss steph's 62 point game you know to be the voice of a team you got to be there and i you know whether it's tnt or espn or other national opportunities. I just never wanted to be calling the Atlanta Hawks Charlotte Hornets game and look on my phone and see that, you know, Clay had 70 points or something like that. I always wanted to, you know, I always wanted to do that. And I think of Kobe's 81 point game um, where Joel Myers, who was their broadcaster, you know, was doing some national NFL work and Joel's amazing. And Bill McDonald filled in for him on Kobe's 81 point game. And I just never, I never wanted to miss like those moments of warrior history because you really, when you're with the team for as long as I've been, you're the archival history of that franchise, you know, from, from Weber's rookie year to, you know, Kobe and Antoine both getting 50 points in a, in a game. And, you know, I've, I've called the Warriors a 73 win season. I've called a 19 win season. I've (laughs) called Clay's 37 point quarter. I called the Warriors two point fourth quarter against Toronto, which is an NBA record low. So, um, you know, I, I think you got to be there for, for all of it. And, and that's, that's where you connect with fans. And that's where you get to, to know people over decades is just being with the team and being around it. And that's all I really ever wanted to do. No, and I, I think you're you're uh, you're astute in the way you you've you're in your self awareness because you people do associate you as like a man of the people. And what I mean by that is like, they don't see you as like you don't have a diva attitude. I've never once heard arrogance or a conceited kind of tone from you. Uh, I mean, the humbleness shows, and, and and I think people love that. Does it make you giddy when you're sometimes at home and all of a sudden you hear yourself on the TV? Like, do you jump? Are you desensitized to it by now? Does it matter? Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's it's part of the job, and you know, the Warrior playoffs and and highlights and things get played, you know, all throughout the years and things like that. Um, you know, I really look at it. It's the greatness of Steph and Clay and Draymond and Andre and Bob Myers and Steve Kerr and Joe Lacob and, you know, just everything the Warriors have done. And 
Mm -hmm. I'm just fortunate enough to be the one talking about it. All right, let's quickly talk about another longtime sponsor of this program, Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports. And more. And the odds for the Warriors game, game one against the Mavericks at home, the Warriors are favored by five. The money line, if you bet on the Mavericks, is plus 180. The Warriors are minus 210. The over under, 214 and a half. The over actually looks good on that. I could see some points being scored in this series. And all you got to do is go to betonline.net. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online. It's where the game starts. <laughs> On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Can you describe how it feels to go from being the voice of a team that basically what I mean, it's it's crazy to me, and it's always a sign of getting older, right? It's just you're starting to see that how different generations you know think of different things or aware of different things like the younger generation has no idea that the warriors are basically for 20 30 years what the kings are now um and and you've and you went through all of that uh describe the emotion of of going from you know being the play-by-play voice for a team that was to a large degree the laughing stock of the nba to now being the envied you know being a golden dynasty i mean how, how is the what's the experience like going through that transition well, I mean, the Warriors missed the playoffs for 17 out of 18 years. Right. And and the, the one year was the we believe year. But to me, I think I, and I still do, you sit down and they play the anthem and you're watching the greatest athletes in the world. True. And so, yes, the Warriors, you know, we're not winning a lot of games, but you were still watching Michael Jordan and Kevin Garnett and Kobe Bryant. And if, you know, Gary Payton and Steve Nash, and I mean, if you can't appreciate that, you're missing out on sports. And so, yes, Carl Malone might drive around a warrior and lay it up and in and things like that, but I sure appreciated watching Carl Malone play. And yep. so I think also, too, the Warrior fans have been so incredibly knowledgeable over the years and have been so resilient and yes. so fervent in their passion for the team that it wasn't like, 3,000 people came to Oracle, and then all of a sudden 20,000 people came. True. The Warriors always had a great home crowd, incredibly knowledgeable home crowd, and really appreciated effort. That's why they loved guys like Monte Ellis you know, for years. That's why they appreciated the development of, of an Antoine Jameson. And you know, then you see a Baron Davis you know, come on the scene and stuff. So um, as a broadcaster, we don't affect the outcome. So you can't really – think, oh, they're losing and my life is terrible. Oh, they're winning. My life is great. Your job is to, to do the best job you can to tell the story, highlight the matchups and, and find that enjoyment. You know, when you win 19 games, you're real, you're excited in those 19 wins. I can tell you that. Much. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know, and, and then you also have everything in perspective. The, the sports are the toy department of life. There's yeah. a lot of things in the real world that, you know, if someone's, you know, given us their time for two and a half hours to watch a Warrior game, that might be their break from work or their family or their kids or very, very significant, serious things. 
So you don't want it those three hours to have <laughs> to someone be moaning and groaning on the air, you You're know, right. about someone throwing a basketball in a basket. So I think you always have to have that perspective too, because sports is fun. It's supposed to be fun. You know, it's a game. Yes, there's pressure and this and that, but at the end, it's a game. And, you know, I love the players that still play it like their kids and get a big kick out of it. That's why you appreciate your Stephs and, and Clays and, and just the way they go about their lives and, and where they keep, you know, that sport in perspective. That's it. I love your your perspective on that. Absolutely. And it's worth noting, even those the, the 17 of 18 years, they didn't make the playoffs. They still sold out that arena. You're absolutely yeah. right. These are... These are not the Oakland A's. <laughs> These are it's a, it's a night and day uh, situation. Uh, the Warriors fans do know what they're talking about. Uh, I'll, I'll let you go with this, sir. Uh, and, and I can't thank you enough for coming on. I just want to let people know when we worked together, and it was a long time. Uh, you were always a class act. You, you know, you never, you were never, you know, never thought of yourself as better than anyone else. You, you never had that elitist attitude, and, and I love that about you. Um, Tell the fans what they what what's going to happen here. I mean, we're we're going to start uh, game one tomorrow. Uh, we're recording this on uh, May seventeenth, and you know, and if all goes well, they go to the NBA Finals. But what are your what are your thoughts on this series and the rest of the playoffs? Well, I, I've had good luck in that I had the Warriors beating Denver in five and beating Memphis in six, so I'm nice. on top of those. Um, yeah. This series is a little more daunting for me because Dallas has so much momentum right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm afraid of that momentum coming into game one. Hmm. I think game one is a huge issue for this series. If the Warriors can hold serve and get game one, then you start to feel good about, okay, you know, let's see if they win the first two at home, get the split in Dallas. You know, they've won a road game in 26 straight series, which is a continuing NBA record. But I have a sneaking suspicion this series might be going seven games. Wow. And I, I think that the Warriors' home court um, and getting the home court, which they would have in this series as well as the NBA Finals, is critical. You know, they haven't lost a game at Chase Center yet, and Correct. they needed it, you know, because they're they're two and three on the road. So um, game one is the one I'm really kind of racking my brain about because Dallas is so hot right now, and they're coming off such a high from that – Game seven win and all the people that got involved. And I just think the Warriors really need game one of this. Season. Yeah, I, you know, Bob, you and I both have been correct in our predictions. Uh, I, I went with Nuggets in five as well. The Warriors beating the Nuggets in five. I had them beating the Grizzlies in six. Um, I actually think the Warriors will win the series in five. But I also said on yesterday's show, I, I echoed your sentiments exactly. This game one might be tricky both from the Mavericks momentum and the Warriors possibly having a letdown. I mean, that Grizzly series drained them. Um, that that was a tough series. It's I was just I was very impressed that they came well, through the, that. The other thing you have to look at too, you know, the rest versus rust. You've had some days off. Yeah. But this will be the first series that the games are played every other day. And mm. so the every other day, given the you know, the the condition of the Warriors and some of the ages of the key players and some mm -hmm. of the players you've been missing, the every other day doesn't give a lot to bounce back from. So even after Game one and two, the, the the day off is a flight day to Dallas, and then you're playing the very next day. Hmm. So there's not those rest recovery days. This will be, you know, these seven games are scheduled to play every other day. And so that that's a new wrinkle compared to the first two series. So um, I, I'm not 
I'm not one of those guys that, you know, I'm picking, I would ever pick against the Warriors because my heart and soul is for them to win. Right. But at the same time, I do appreciate the excellence of Dallas and know what they've accomplished and the ride they're on. And sometimes in in postseasons, we see it in baseball, you know, nobody even pegged the Atlanta Braves as the best team, you know, in baseball, but they, they get on these roles and and that happens, you know, and even last year, Milwaukee. They had a 35-point loss in the playoffs, and they got down in series, but then they found their stride and hit that role. I will say this, though. When the Warriors shoot the way they're capable of, no one can beat them. Correct. You know, if, if you have Steph and Clay and Jordan Poole making threes, that nobody can beat them. The other fungible issue that you can just watch and mark down at home or keep track if you go to the games, turnovers. Mm. You know, these empty possessions – it's not just that you turn it over. Live ball turnovers become layups on the other end, which is bad. Yep. But it's that you, Steph didn't get a shot, or Clay didn't get a shot, or Jordan didn't get a shot, or Wiggins didn't get a shot. Turnovers are empty possessions where that great warrior offense doesn't have a chance to at least get a shot on goal. And so the turnovers have been very concerning in a lot of these playoff games, and it's a testament to how good they are that they're able to overcome them. Um, and I'll leave you with the last thing, too, is nobody double-teams Steph more than Dallas. If, if you look at all the – Jason Kidd is not going to let Steph Curry beat him. So Steph's going to get double-teamed in the parking lot when he gets out of his car. So you got to be aware of, as he crosses half court, the traps and the doubles, they're coming. So this is going to be a, a Clay and Jordan Poole and – those guys have to really make Dallas pay, and Steph gives it up, relocates, gets it back. That's how he'll do a lot of his damage because Jason Kidd, man, he is bringing multiple bodies at Steph Curry like really nobody I've ever seen. If you watch these regular season games, he doubled Steph like crazy and, you know, very Toronto-like, to be honest. Huh. Very, very, you know, very Nick Nurse. Um, so that's something I'm watching for is – do those, you know, Steph gets trapped, do those passes get deflected, they get stolen? Um, do they double him so early he gives it up and then he relocates like he does like a genius and gets it back? Like that's the game within the game. So Doncic on one end and the double teams. And, you know, Steph pointed it out yesterday. The fourth quarter loss to Dallas in the regular season, he didn't get a single shot attempt in the fourth quarter. I remember that. You know, and that that's – and it's not – Steph's still playing the right way. It's just how much Dallas – forces him to to get his other teammates rolling and i think the warriors are ready for that but this is why you make the final four because the challenges that lay ahead are really something else and that's what we love sports for because yep if miami were to win it or boston were to win it or dallas were to win it or the warriors gonna win it um it's an incredible story you know and, and to feel that tension and enjoy it um it's better than worrying about gas prices <laughs> so, so let's, let, let's all every other day we got three hours to worry about other stuff and, and enjoy our enjoy the the toy department of life that's that's, that's, that's part of the deal. i love it i love it great yeah, and you're right steph curry steph and only steph only average i believe 20 points a game against the mavericks in those four meetings so yeah there's something there bob i cannot thank you enough and i know dub nation just loves hearing you because again it's just weird seeing you on the sidelines while the team's playing these games but Thank you so much. And I hope you and your family are doing okay. Um, yeah. And really the, the best to you. I mean, you're, you're a great person, sir. And thank you. I really appreciate it. Anytime. Thanks, Bob. Take care.